This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He is the CEO of SOM International. Today, we have a special guest, Solomon. He is the director of a faith-based organization in India. Now, David, you just got back from India, and tell me a little bit about how you met Solomon and what led to your friendship. Well, Mark, yeah, before India, I was in Nepal at the RLP conference, which is a uh, international organization of over 100 organizations like ourselves that we come together as believers in Christ to be advocates to speak on, for believers on behalf of the religious liberties issues. Okay. Solomon is a part of that. He was there and immediately, okay. you know, in this, I don't know if you've had that mark and that spirit. You just look at somebody and you see the Holy Spirit and kindness and goodness and he and I were just drawn to each other. And I yeah. just said, this is a guy I want to hear his story, <laughs> you know. And so he yeah. and I sat down yeah, for right. a meal and I was just enraptured by the Lord's call on his life, his testimony. So I invited yeah. him to the show. And so here we are. So welcome, Solomon. Thanks for coming on the radio with us. Thanks for having me, David. It's truly a pleasure that I could be here and talk to you again, see you again. I still remember the kind of interaction that we had there. You've been really kind. You're, you're one of the persons who I could see full of joy and life, I would rather say, who was you know talking to people mm-hmm. and meeting with everybody. So really enjoyed being in your company there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, likewise, brother. Well, I you know one of the things we love to bring out in in just our leadership podcast here is how Christ captured your mm-hmm. heart to really, you know, if you could concisely share that with us of who you are today and, and how that shapes your calling today, which we want to get into of how you're serving the persecuted body in India there. But first, uh, you know, start with your story. Well, I'm actually, I was born in a Hindu family. My parents are from Nepal. Uh, you know, soon after their marriage, they came to India. Uh, my father was working in a colony where armed forces officers lived. He was looking after the administration in that colony for the residing officers. We are from a Hindu family. So as a family, we had uh, we hardly had anything to do with Hinduism, except my mother who used to fast uh, and worship you know, idols only when there was some kind of a need or festival. Whereas my father was quite liberal minded and was never against any religion. Well, as I was growing up at home, things things went terribly wrong. My father had gotten addicted to alcohol. Because of that, there were scuffles at home between mom and dad. During my teenage years, the situation had gotten worse. I was, you know, you say that when you're a teenager, you're in one of your whacking years, your hormones rage and all kinds of things happen to you. <laughs> so things like that. Within my own sure. mind, I used to think about a lot of things. I used to have a lot of questions. I wanted to know what life is all about because I still remember quite vividly up to the age of 16 or just about a couple of months more, you can say. I needed to know things because what I see around myself, something is missing. And I really, really wanted to know. There's something more to life what I see actually. Right. It started uh, affecting my education and I started losing interest in the activities that I used to really love. For example, uh, playing cricket, 
hanging around with my friends, reading, watching TV shows. So it sounded very shallow as I look back. Hmm. So I didn't know where to turn for answers. Who should I ask? I would uh, ask my friends, not directly, but then try to Hmm. get to know what they know. Maybe I'm missing something. I just felt a bit bit empty from inside. And then I would ask my relatives, Hmm. my father's brothers, my mother's brothers, and it came to a point that it literally felt yeah. like you asked too many questions. Why do you think about all of these things? Solomon, the Lord was certainly calling right. you. You know, as we look back, we realize those are those seeds in our heart that were desperate right. for him. You know, you you were marked young as his child. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it just became very, uh, very daunting. I kind of started losing peace within my own heart. It just felt that there's nothing to life. I mean, many times I used to have thoughts that I guess the question was that I wanted to desperately know, do I really matter? Does whatever is happening around ourselves and we see so many things happening. I mean, yeah. what is the meaning of life? What are we here for? I mean, surely I ha- I was right. like up, up to the 10th grade. Things were okay. I was enjoying life. I was doing all kinds of, you know, things as a teenager or as a child I wanted to do. I did that. But then there came a point. It just felt very, it's not making sense. So, yeah, so I got into a bit of a depression also. Sorry. Right. You could tell that you brought us up to that point of that desperate need that we've all found that only Christ can answer. Uh, We're going to go for a break, Solomon. And then we want to hear how Christ brought you out of that pit of despair, that depression, and really gave you purpose. So it certainly that the what you described is not the the man I I, I met because I've certainly seen the purpose, the the joy, the fruit of the Holy Spirit hangs low on you, brother. So I want you to bring out the rest of that story, and so Mark's going to bring us out. Yeah. So when we get back, we'll hear how Christ came into Solomon's life and transformed him from Hindu family into advocate to those who are persecuted. And we'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio in our partnership with SOM International is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. He is the CEO of SOM International. I'm also online with Solomon, and he is the director at a Christian uh, faith-based organization in India. David just got back from the RLP conference. And hey, one really beautiful thing, David, about podcasting is that we can do this right from the field. So right now I'm sitting in America and you're sitting in a different part of America. And then and Solomon is sitting on the other side of the world where we're not in studios. I mean, I'm in the studio, but nobody else is really in a studio. This is all live from the field. And so, hey, if you hear a little bit of noise, a little ruckus in the background, it's because this is raw and real. We love that about podcasting. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's already knit us together by the Spirit and giving us tools 
even through the electronic world and physics to understand how to do this. And I'm glad there's brilliant yeah. minds that figured this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. So uh, Solomon, before the break, you were talking about how you grew up in a Hindu family and you had the opportunity to, to get to know who Jesus was. You got to a place where you realized it wasn't enough and you, you got an opportunity to hear about Jesus. Tell us about that transition from that kind of pit of despair to finding out about the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sure, Mark. Thank you so much. Well, you know, like I said, uh, it just felt that nothing is going anywhere. I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. Just around, uh, you know, as these things were happening, I happened to meet a man who served in the armed forces. When you're part of armed forces, you kind of, hold that pride that, you know, I'm in the forces, I'm in the commanding position kind of stuff. Right, when I right. met this man, he happened to be someone that I had never seen anyone like. Hmm. He was someone who was very kind, very gentle, something different that I had never seen anybody like that. You know, as I mentioned that I lived in this colony where officers from armed forces lived hmm. and I had never seen anybody so humble, so gentle. And when I met this person for the first time, I just said hello to him. And he mm. responded with so much of energy and love. That simple hello from him was so, I just got attracted to him. I wanted to know what he's eating, or what he's drinking that he's behaving this way. Mm. And at that point, so I drew, you know, it, it drawn to me wow. towards himself. And I would look excuses to just, get to know him because he was an officer and i was a teenager you know i was also looking for some pocket money so he had a car so he was looking for someone who can wash his car so i happened to offer my services i said well uncle i can help you he's like well you're most welcome so then i was washing his car and he while washing his car uh, you know he would have some pamphlets some flyers about bible and jesus so i would uh, just go through them and uh, one of the interesting ones that I got my hands on was it had a question, can your good work save you? Hmm. I read that and the questions were so similar to what I was struggling, you know, I was struggling with in my own mind. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it, it just had the question lined up. It talked about, hmm. can these things save you? Hmm. Well, I didn't know much about it, but the questions were similar to what I wanted to know the answers of. So I've found an excuse i just said sir i want to talk to you can you just help me out with this so since he was a quite a busy man so he said that we'll talk in the evening and then we talked and then i asked as we sat down he just asked me very politely nicely he said that solomon do you believe in god well uh, at that point i didn't know how to answer that question but i just wanted to be i, was, I wanted to sound smart and intelligent so i just said that well, being an officer, if you do, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say because, yeah. uh, you know, but then he became all the more gentle with me. And he said that, why do you believe in God? Now, I didn't have any answers for this one. I just, I mean, I, it just sort of called my bluff. So mm. then uh, he shared about Jesus, what Jesus has done for me how much he loves me, how much he cares for me. And that was the interaction that I had. And then 
within a week's time he had to be posted out of the place you know uh, he had to go to the other part of the country because he was getting posted there so before he left the city he connected me with the local church so before i went to the church i thought i'll read something from the bible because he also handed me you know the bible to read so he asked me to read from john i read that i liked quite a good you know a good story but then um, just around that time i also got a job in a you know, just a small errand boy kind of a job, some other place, okay. the local area. So on one hand, I was doing my job during daytime and evening time, I would come back home, would read something from the Bible. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'll read something interesting today evening. So I just opened and just went through the index of the books. And then I thought, uh, what do I read today? So I, you know, I opened the book of Job thinking that's, that it would help me that's quite wow. a book to start with yeah. <laughs> oh no but i was there was nothing like that i mean i just thought since no. i'm doing my first job it will help me with my job <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so well, thinking it, that I, I suppose it might well, uh, you know i read that book and it was just amazing how it starts a good guy gets you know so many bad things happening to him how devil how Satan, you know, attacks his family and everything goes on. And then he questions the God. His friends question the God, question God. When I got to the chapter where God starts speaking back, I tell you this, I had never, ever felt like that in my life. I got literally scared. I was 16, 17 years old and I didn't know what to do, but then I felt some sort of a warp around all around me. I was like in a bubble at that point. I just didn't know. So immediately at that day after, you know, just about, I had that feeling for about good two hours and I loved it. I just wanted to go to church hmm. next Sunday. Got ready. And there was a church, was there a church there nearby in your area? Yes, the same church where, see, it's the same, the same officer had connected me to the church, but I couldn't go there. But this time around, I got very serious that I want to go to this church now after, mm. you know, having that experience. Yeah, so I went yeah. to the church and, uh, you know, I was welcomed like I was born to be there. So wow. much of love, so much of mm. love. And I was meant to be there the way I was welcomed, the way they took care of me. As the prayer and worship began, because I came from a Hindu background, I didn't know what was the setup in the uh, Christian worship place. So it was a Pentecostal church. So they keep talking about hallelujahs all the time. So mm-hmm. it was kind of overwhelming for me. So sure. I was there, and then uh, you know, as as I was praying, and I was you know, as I was seeing people praying rather, so I just mm-hmm. closed my eyes. I felt so much better over there. I just, I heard something saying to me that, you know, I care for you and you matter to me. Hmm. I tell you this, you know, it's fascinating. You know, even to choose a government, you need to be about 18 years old. Come on. And here you are choosing the creator of heaven when you're not even 18 years old Hmm. to cast your vote, you know, in election. And God takes you seriously. I just made a very simple prayer. God, I want to know you. I don't know who you are, what you are at this point, but there's something wonderful about you. And I want to have you in my life. Wow. Yeah. From that day onwards, for about a week, I literally felt like I'm a feather. Everything was lifted Mm -hmm. up. 
it just started making sense. But as I gained years, over the years, I realized that how right I was about the decision that I've made. And things have started making completely, complete sense to me now. Yeah, Sol- sorry. Solomon, I'm going to... I just I, I'm loving everything you've said, and we're gonna we're gonna have to break. We're gonna bring you into another episode, so this is gonna be part one, because there's just so much more of your story, and then your calling, yeah. and what's going on in India. So we want to hear about that, and um, I'll just make a couple comments of leadership. Again, yeah. the whole idea about relationship of the guy who met you. He didn't mm-hmm. give you a bunch of religious ideas or thoughts. He built that relationship, and that's a confidence that's right. we have in Christ that Christ lives in us when we invite people in to our hearts, our hearts are clean, and we're living in lordship. They're discovering Christ through us, and I can see you're doing the same thing. I also um, love it how really I heard you say really Christ accepted you, and you responded to that, and that you received that back. And I, I think of that scripture, Mark, uh, he first loved mm-hmm. us that we might love him. So there's yeah. just so much of God's leadership in our own life and building us up as leaders. So, Mark, take us out, and then I, sure. I encourage everybody— Listen next week because we're going to come part with part two with Solomon to really talk about his calling now and what's happening with persecution and how we can serve the church in India. Yeah, well, one of the ways you can support this podcast is by hitting that subscribe button. That way you'll get a notification when a new episode comes out. You'll be kept up to date as far as what's going on in the church at risk. Also, we want to encourage you to go to our website at riskradio.com and sign up for the newsletter and we'll mail you. It's free. We'll mail you a newsletter that gives you uh, pictures and updates from what's happening all over the world as and, you know, with those who are risking much for Jesus. Hey, lastly, we are funded by you at risk radio and David's organization, spirit of martyrdom international. Uh, they are a crowdfunded uh, ministries. So you support them when you sign up to be a monthly donor uh, that those donations go for those who are risking much for the gospel. Uh, also there's books in the bookstore. David, we're working on a new bu- bookstore, but right now it's sitting at spirit of It's just a donation. Give any donation you want and get the book sent to you that you want to read. All of that is sitting at spirit of Yeah. This is a great way that people can support people like Solomon and the work God's uh, leaders are doing around the world in these unreached and persecuted areas. Solomon, thank you for being our guest. David, it's great to talk to you again as always. Until next time, I'm Mark Stafford and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.